We are live. Um, All right, he just read. He says, I'm here. Andy's smoking. Still waiting on David to jump on. Can you hear uh, me? We still have no viewers yet. So, uh, man, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> We're hoping, hoping it, it works this time. Yep. Fingers well, crossed. Pretty sure StreamYard's got an issue going on because um, everybody got messed up. Yeah, I right, start back. Yeah, well, me and Andy are back, so we'll see. Yeah, I restarted my computer and everything. Like everything shut down on my end. I was like, "Are you serious right now?" So KB's back on. Ryan Campbell, Nick Gill. I said they said stand by in the tech, so he's trying to trying to get on. Yeah. You got a what's up, Mark? What up, Mark? Oh, you've, you've uh, you've missed the first 30 minutes of the show because uh, the shit show, the shit show, yeah. <laughs> and so far, it's uh, still the same. We've had a lot of issues on the, on the... <laughs> worst case scenario. We'll we'll get Dave back on next week if, if, he, if he's able to, and <laughs> we'll make it work one way or another. Uh, Hefe. Hi, I'm new here. Well, what's <laughs> up, new here? Oh, Hefe. Oh, Mark, what did you miss? Oh, a lot. Everything. Uh, yeah. We've had pantomime action tonight. We've had uh, lip yeah. reading. I started going off on a little rant after Andy left, and then I was like, no, I can't do that. <laughs> I know Andy's smoking because we're still waiting on David. Mandy said Andy's a is in, invisible. Here yeah. <laughs> All right. Can you How hear about now? Yay! Yes. <laughs> Finally. Or there's a wheel. Finally. There's a way. I'm so, This is my son. This is my son's phone now. So. Okay. Well, we don't think it was your phone. phone. <laughs> we. We think it was something with Streamyard itself because it kicked Andy off. Yeah. Oh, so, it did. Right, we're all I had to restart. Yeah, my we're all good now. For the time being, all kinds of nonsense. All right, let's so make this to... work. Yeah, let's... let's talk really fast. So, hey, yeah. gang, this is going to be the most fun three and a half hours you ever had. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh We're, man, I don't even so, anyway, see Andy. I'm invisible yeah, now. It's screwed it up. <laughs> well, now my series wanting to pick up because he said, "See Andy," it sounded like Siri. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> anyway. So everybody, welcome Dave Schlott. I, uh, I'm, uh, yeah, I misspelled your name on the last time. I just typed it out and I was like, "Screw it!" I'm so sorry. <laughs> I can't. I don't know what happened there. Yeah, be the no, first it had nothing to do with you. Nothing to do with you. It was something with Streamyard. Yeah, because it was working oh. perfectly. Till we went I live, my, I thought it was my device. Yeah, it was perfect before we came on. Yeah. Then Andy froze up. It kicked him off completely. So I just had to shut the whole broadcast down, redo a broadcast. And uh, now we're working. So we'll, we'll start here. So anyway, <laughs> those of you who don't know David, here he is. And now we can hear him. He's not a mute. So. <laughs> yeah, no, this is not a professional podcast. No. <laughs> Ever. No. We never claimed to be. <laughs> I almost feel like I need to move closer to my router, but I don't I don't think I'm going to. No, you're I mean your camera's working fine and everything. I think it's great. I think it was a stream yard uh Randy said old guys rule. I guess he's calling you old. 
<laughs> Randy's calling me old. <laughs> Bastard. Can I say yeah, that word on this podcast? I yeah, know which can. one I can. Still, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we seen it earlier. <laughs> yeah. We left for it. <laughs> All right, hang on. I gotta do something here with my kids' phone. Let me let me move some things around there. There we go. Okay. Now we're talking. Be All careful. Right. All right. How are you guys? Uh, oh, we're we're wonderful <laughs> now that we can Great. hear you. Great. What are you guys doing for Christmas presents for your best customers? Uh, I'm doing uh, for U-Haul. I've gotten metal cups for four imprint with my logos on them, I'm giving them those. Trying to figure out something a little different to do for my body shots because one year I did mason jars with a little liquor bottle tied to the top and a coke in the in the mason jar, and they like them. But one of my body shops don't drink, so I'm trying to do something a little different this year. What are you doing, sir? Sure. Uh, so I've done a. I generally do like food style gifts, okay? And, I'm not and the reason it and the reason is, and Andy, you and I came out of the Dent Wizard camp. You know, the reason is, I've sat through some of these meetings with you know when Dent Wizard was owned by Mannheim, and you know I've sat some uh, through some of these uh, liability meetings and and things with the corporate attorneys, and I'm like I'm I'm scared to death to give out like a bottle of bourbon to a guy. Really? You know, just from the liability aspect. Right. You, you know what I mean? And and I don't want to be the party pooper. So traditionally, I've gone and given um, gifts from Italy, E-A-T-L-Y or E-A-T-A-L-Y. I can't. Anyway. And, and that was a uh, that's an Italian. Uh, um, there's locations in New York, I think, in Houston and Vegas. And they've got 20 locations in Italy and stuff. But like it's all. It's all sourced high-end Italian food products, and they do beautiful gift baskets. And so I've done that traditionally, but this year I've changed up a little bit, and I'm doing I'm doing several things, but I've got more customers and more people now uh, to to cater to. So I can't keep just giving away the farm at the end of the year. So right. I'm going to do some popcorn gift boxes <clears throat> from Costco that they had online. Yeah. Um, I've got some cheesy hot chocolate bombs that have got marshmallows in the middle of the chocolate egg that you drop into hot water or hot milk. Uh, and I've got, and I did, I did buy some nice olive oil and um, balsamic vinegar gift sets oh, from nice. Italy still. And then for my hot, for my high end customer, quite honestly, I'm doing a couple of really nice steak packages. Uh, and then for the general manager, I'm going to do a steak package and a bottle of bourbon for him. I trust him on the bourbon front, even though I just said, I don't want to give bottles yeah. of alcohol away. That's nice. With me, with the he, bottles of alcohol, he, it's a local family he, body shop, so I don't think I got any concerns there. Yeah, he's not the guy that's going to have the bottle open in his desk drawer, you know, sipping it at at, at eight o'clock and then plowing into somebody at nine thirty at night, right? You know, right? Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. So we'll see, I don't uh, have that's where I'm at right now. Nice. I don't have wholesale accounts. I'm all strictly retail because my shop. So. I give out a candy cane and some stickers. <laughs> Hell yeah. Perfect. <laughs> but see, <laughs> see, Brandon, you already understand that wholesale is dead, so you're out of the game. I haven't <laughs> learned that yet. Wholesale, hey, it's it's all in the it's all in who you are. I thought about the, it. If you if you have the hustle, it ain't dead. I thought about this year. Maybe I just thought about it earlier. Maybe uh, smoking some checks mix and then eventually wrapping smoke checks mix. And Ooh, just yeah. finding something to give that to, you know what I mean? Like, and add something with it to give out. So, trying to come that up with some ideas. Nice. Yeah. Got the Traeger, yeah, might as well put it to use. You got that Traeger, you better put it to use. Exactly. Absolutely. I did it for, uh, used it for Thanksgiving, smoked a turkey breast, and it was amazing. 
That's why I'm doing it from now on. I should have come over to your house. Anytime, brother. You're welcome. Anytime you want to come hang out. <laughs> my, wife take you on. my wife was out of town, so I did cheeseburgers. I think I did I send that photo in the group, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah so we I, had I, we I, had cheeseburgers for Thanksgiving at my house with the boys because my wife was out of the country. So yeah. Amanda said that she misses uh she's like, I miss Dave and the you know, the twenty group the chat because he always put up the most amazing looking food like i mean obviously that's not the only reason she misses you but she's always like his food always looks so good i was like yeah i might want to go eat with him one evening just stroll yeah, over come, here. On, <laughs> come on down the weather's fine right let's get into uh we were talking on the phone before i want to hear about this one star review because it's killing me because <laughs> <laughs> Well, I heard Brandon had a one-star review, too. Oh, yeah. That's a great one. Yeah, from, from a mill for a cougar or something, right? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, from, a, from a loser, I told, I hope his car burns and he burns with it. Yeah. So, true story, like, yeah. I did a <laughs> – I had a referral from, a, from a, a customer of mine, still a customer of mine. I had a referral, and the customer called me, and he told me, you know exactly what had happened and this review is up it's on yelp it's under professional dent repair if anybody wants to be so you know if you're bored tonight but it was one of the first reviews i got after i had after i kind of started my own business out here and it wasn't the first review but it was certainly the the first and only one star review i had but what happened, the guy called, and, and I shouldn't even say guy, the customer called and explained the, the situation, had damage on his vehicle, and, you know, one of these parking lot gypsies got a hold of him before I did. And he's got this massive hole in the back of his door, right? You know, they jam the, the crowbar in, right, and all that. And, and I said, sir, you know, with that kind of damage now, you really need to, to have a body shop do the repair, do it properly. I'm not, liability-wise, I'm not going to take on the job, right? And I explained this very thoroughly to the guy. Uh, the, the, the username on, on Yelp, I think, was Caesar. So I said, Caesar, I'm not, I, I'm not in a position to take this job on. It's not for me. Someone else has been in there, already compromised stru uh, structural integrity on the back edge of the door, the door frame. I just, I'm not going to put my name on it. And so he wrote this review uh, of how professional, I was on the phone, but he was mad at me because I didn't repair his his damage. Wow! Right? But he ex but he explained in the review why <clears throat> I didn't do it, and that he'd already had <laughs> somebody else, you know, the parking lot gypsies come by and you know hammer a hole in and, and leave the wax on and you know whatever they do in the Walmart lot. Right? <laughs> and that's my that's my one star review. That's crazy. Well, Just because you didn't yeah. do the work. And, like, and did you leave, brought the, me more did you leave the gypsy a one-star review? <laughs> hey, it does bring you more business, doesn't it? It brought me more business because it's a realistic overview of what goes on, right? Yeah. Right. So That's was crazy. mine. Mine was very realistic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the dude did not lie. Brandon said, I hope you burned your car. He literally car went on and, and created a Google account just to leave me a review. <laughs> right. Well, you can't you, please you them all. No, anyway, Especially but I, I what's funny is in is me and customers talk about it all the time, and uh, they're like, "Heck, I would have said the same thing." I'm like, "Well, when you take, you know, it, with the two friends that that did this and took, you know, almost twenty five grand from me, pretty much, 
that I had scheduled to work and I did all the work to get the, the job with the insurance and everything else and then schedule it. And then next thing I know, it's a no call, no show or the insurance is saying, Hey, well, they called us and now they're wanting us to send them a check. Yeah. You know, so it, anyway, 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 well, you know, all, all's well that all's well that ends well, of course. Right. But that's a, that's a real review. And, and the guy explained everything. There's nothing, there's no false information. It's not like a fake review per se, but it just yeah. gave me the one star and I'm like, okay, that's fine. And other customers are, are, are happy with that because they see it and they're like, well, this seems like real world, right? Right. And and if the conversation comes up, it's a talking piece and I can manage it because there's, it's the, not there's all rainbows no, and unicorns. It's not. Well, yeah, life isn't, is it? But like, it's not false information from the, from the reviewer. It's accurate. And I can talk yeah. customers through. Yes. I took the phone call. It was a Saturday morning. He called me. I remember this specifically Saturday morning, you know, and I was out with my wife. We we're in the driveway. I don't know. Putting up Christmas lights, right? Hey, that time of year. And, and I said, I have a funny feeling about this customer. And then I got a phone call from my Lexus store and I ran and did an emergency job for them, came back and just out of the blue, I was like, you know, I'm going to check my Yelp account to check the Yelp reviews. Right. Sure enough, there it was. And the guy was just, you know, keyboard warriors as soon as we hung yep. up. But, nice. but it wasn't, it, again, I can't be mad at the guy. It wasn't like, it wasn't false information. Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, so, so what does that make me now? 4.875 <laughs> rather than five. Okay. whoop de doo Yeah. I'll t- I got I'll my first it. yelp. I got my first yelp review this week on a door or a fender. I did that Jeep Grand Cherokee fender that I did Monday. I got, she left one on Google and on yelp for me. I was like, and we didn't even send her the link. Like we was going to the next day and she went ahead and did it, which yeah. last minute kind of changed, changed some ways. Didn't realize she had a dent in the door she wanted fixed. So we went ahead and fixed it. I stayed a little late. Got it fixed and stuff went a long way with her so the little things I got, matter i got one i got like four of them today come in back to back to back and uh one of them was one that i was hoping the guy would leave a review mm-hmm. and this was like a month ago or more and anyway he finally did and it was a long lengthy great review awesome <laughs> like whoo finally i think we're gonna try to start getting them to catch the review before they leave the shop like be like hey i'm gonna get up your invoice it's gonna take a minute if you don't mind we got the qr code right here scan that while you're here and just leave us a quick review i don't care if it's five stars and no words just something yeah maybe try to start yeah. doing that a little is, bit is is alan wilson gonna leave a review for you brandon on that truck bedside <laughs> he might you know i'm new to this game so i don't know I, brandon's I too cheap of, i can learn a lot of a <laughs> lot of a lot of stuff from him, but he's, he's, no, an <laughs> yeah. he's an underachiever. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't wait for that. He's oh, the thing yeah. He's like, I want to bring yeah. that up on the show. I can tell right now. <laughs> yeah. oh, I just, I went yeah. there. Sorry. <laughs> no, oh, you're good. good. You're good. I'll keep it. I'll keep it G rated, but I'm going to go there. <laughs> That's I love it. I love it. That's why we love having you on, brother. <laughs> I hear I hear he's up for mentor of the year too, sir. Uh yeah, I got some inside <laughs> information on some things. <laughs> yeah. so, well anyway, when your uh, speakers were messing up stuff earlier, I was telling everybody that you kinda you gave me the kick in the butt to leave Dent Wizard and start my own thing and I've always been very appreciative of that. You know, I listened to you on PDR tool time, heard your story, and I was like yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you had a lengthy conversation in a, one of my Den Wizard account parking lots one day, and it kind of gave me the kick in the butt that I needed. So I always appreciate that, Dave. 
Yeah, I, I love that conversation. I was thinking about that tonight on the drive home. And so, you know, I got a little behind coming home from work because I watched the guy in front of me. And he was at that point, he was the guy right in front of me. We're going around this curve a little bit. Right. And he starts mm-hmm. veering over into oncoming traffic. I'm like, oh, that's no good. And so I hit the brakes and slow down. And then he corrects and he gets back into the lane. It was it was two lanes in each direction, no turn lane. So had he veered over, he'd have gone into oncoming. And I'm like, oh, okay, wow. all right, the guy's the guy's squared up now. He's probably you know doing some nonsense on his phone. Anyway, I'm telling you, not more than a mile ahead, we come up to a stoplight, and he goes right into the ass end of a Mercedes in front of him. <laughs> and, and I watched this thing, and, and I don't. It was a small SUV, and I don't. I, I didn't pay attention. I don't even. I don't even think the grill was left. And I watched his like I had slowed down enough to just, you know. I've been driving a long time. We all, we all have, we're all in the car business, right? We all have this extra sense of what's going on. And so I'd slow down. I'm I'm a little bit behind. I'm using my body to like, I'm I'm a little behind the guy. And I watch, (laughs) and I'm watching this as we come up to the stoplight and I see this small SUV, just, I see the impact and the dust and everything that goes with it. And I see this thing turn and do like a 180 in the air in front of me. And I'm like, holy how the guy just ran into the car stopped at the stoplight and and anyway so i don't i don't know that he was on the phone he, he seemed to be i want to say he was an elderly gentleman and i'm not picking on anybody but as i drove past then everybody was fine there was no blood no bones sticking out so i didn't stop and of course i knew i had to get home to get our audio problem on, underway here and um <laughs> And so anyway, so like, ironically, I watched all this happen. I'm like, no, not tonight. I don't have time for this. I need to get home and make sure everything works, which we did mm-hmm. earlier, you know, backstage. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden, the, you know, the, you know, the Murphy jumped up and bit us right in the butt. <laughs> so how, how Murphy's, um, Murphy's law. It's bad. Just, just real quick, you know, like, when did you get started? How long were you with the Wiz and, and how long have you been on your own? So I, so yeah, so back to this whole thing that started. So I was thinking about that on the drive home, Andy, when all this, you know, uh, unfolded, like, oh yeah, you know, Andy and I had a lengthy, lengthy conversation and it was a great conversation. I I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed it. Right. And I've had that conversation with a few other guys. So I spent 23 years with Dent Wizard uh, from 1991 to 19, no, 1991 to 2015. Give that, if that uh, shakes out right, 23, 24 years, something like that. Yeah. And then, uh, and then now I've been on my own eight, going on nine years here, coming up in January. Awesome. I really like Dave's got a great setup out there in Arizona. He's got a network of guys. They kind of lean on each other and stuff. And I, I really think that's amazing too, how you guys kind of network with each other and, you know, take care of each other out there. That's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. We just, I'm, I'm very fortunate and blessed to have that. And the guys help me and, 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 and vice versa. Right. I had, Nevin, I, did you meet Nevin? No, you met Tim. Tim came to dinner with us, but yeah, um, you know my buddy uh, Nevin in our in our group. He was out of town over the weekend. He's Serbian, and so he went up and took a boys' weekend and drank beer and watched the rest of the World Cup, and um, and called me on Monday morning and he said, "Hey, or actually Sunday," and said, "Can you please get to one of my stores and do a couple cars?" And I said, "Sure," you know. So we just it, it, it's you know we're all married, got kids, got. Uh, responsibilities and and life gets in the way and so we all just help each other right yeah definitely. Awesome. i think we're kind of, yeah we're getting that, i'm getting that network here with uh john yeager of course and jeff mcmahon i'm kind of getting some tight-knit guys that 
I trust. Like we went on vacation, Jeff manned the shop, didn't have any issue. You know, I trust him to know he's going to do exactly what I need done. Uh, he comes through every once in a while. If I got to shoot out to U-Haul, he'll come take care of anything I got at the shop. And then Jaeger, when he's in town, he's the same way. So it's it's nice to have that network to know you can lean on somebody and your stuff's getting taken care of as if you'd have been taken care of it. So that's huge. Must yeah. be nice. And, and I think, I, I really think we're all busier because of it, right? Like, and, and we're all servicing our customers better because of our, uh, because of our, our kind of uh, a brotherhood rather than, you know, trying to just grab what's yours and keep it and keep everybody else out. Like let people help you. It's not a, that's it, not a bad thing. Right. Yeah. I remember yeah, it you sp- really isn't. It really isn't, right? You were speaking about Nevin. I remember you were talking to him on the phone because when we came out to Phoenix, we didn't play golf, and you had something come up. You called him. He was quick. He's like, yeah, I'll get to it and stuff, and that was really cool. I was like, hell yeah. Man, yeah, yeah. Rely on somebody. And then, But then it gives us individually the opportunity to get to, you know, the soccer game, right, get to the kids' soccer game, go to the dentist, uh, uh, play golf when guys fly in from out of town, whatever it is, right? It gives you like, it's a no brainer yeah. right? In, in my, in my book, but no, absolutely. Um, I agree. Well, percent will come around, right? Well, I think, I think, I mean, I know the three of us agree, but like my area, I've tried, I've tried reaching out, tried helping. They just don't want it or they're just total idiots. Um, <laughs> possibly. Um, but <laughs> it's just, Number two, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. they're total idiots. Whoops. <laughs> yep, they are. Because as people, a group, people don't see the even individually, but as a group, it will be a stronger group with more business, with with more opportunities, with better right. like communication and just better better networking. It's just it's it's better. The the, the rising tide, right? It's going to raise all ships. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I actually, uh, I was talking to Matt Moore before the show, and he actually said that exact same thing about the rising tide. It's really yeah. cool. I've heard it twice tonight from two yeah. awesome people, so I love it. But it's true. It is. Yeah. Josh said he's working with the guys in his area. Yeah. It's great. Like I, there you I, go, I Josh. highly Perfect. recommend it. Yeah, love it. Too much greed out there. You're right, Sean. But there is like, I mean, this industry has came a long way without you know we got greater people. Like are willing to help each other out and willing to take care of each other. That's happening more and more in the industry, and I love to see it. So, well, well, I don't think it's just greed. I think it's a lot of it is just misconception that they they think you know somebody that tries to befriend them in their industry, they're not used to it, or they've always been told by a lot of the older ones, you know, no, don't. Um, that they think you're going to come in there and try to steal their job. It's right. not necessarily they want everything. It's just that may be their one account that they have, and they think you're going to befriend them. And, and, and I, I've been through that, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, no, nah, like, you, you can have your accounts. I don't really care. Yeah, I, don't I just want it. us to network and, and you know, build relationships because it's just so <clears> much better. So. Well, and at the end but, of the day, pri- even like pricing-wise, if you know you're all on the same page, that customer can't say, well, so-and-so said they do it for 50 bucks. No, they didn't. We're on the same yeah. pricing scale, like we're across the board, the same price. So, yeah, I just had that conversation let me, today. Let me text, yeah, let me text your call phone. So, right, exactly. We'll get them on a three way. You, you know, it, if they're, if they're um... Sean, Sean's right. There is some greed, and Josh just nailed it with Kevin Bird said, with you know, make your network happen, right? Grow your network, and I, I understand, Sean. I agree with you on that. There, there is, there is greed. It's still going to exist. It exists in all industries still. 
but mm-hmm. it's it's no longer about the greed because now it's about servicing our customers as a whole in my group that the guys that we're all uh, amicable with and now come you know like like uh, as as a whole unit all of us now are rising up and it's not about the greed but now the customer's taken care of and it doesn't matter whether you did it for 50 or 100 bucks or I did it for 50 or 100 bucks or whatever it all got done and then we all had that bucket of money and we all were able to rise up and yeah, maybe in your area Sean yeah there is that that mentality of greed and it's all mine 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 but when it goes hours 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 that mine gets multiplied by whoever's in your group whether it's two three four five guys and now it becomes one x one x one x as mine 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 it turns into three x four x five x as hours yeah and then everybody is a taken care of and serviced which is we're in the service industry gang i don't care what anybody says that's the mm-hmm. first and foremost. We're in the service industry, certainly as a, as a mobile route guy, because wholesale's dead, and you you retail guys with your shops, you know. But anyway, but like <laughs> the customers are taken care of, right? We are a service yep. industry, and the customers are taken care of, and our revenue's gone up, right? And the customer's happiness has yep. gone up, and our reviews have gone up, and our notoriety and and you know, everything it just goes up. So yeah. I get that I get that mentality, Sean, but I'm really an advocate of Hey, let's let's really get past that because you know there's safety in numbers and we do more and it's bigger, better, better things in numbers. Right. Yeah, I think I think what what Nick Nick started <clears throat> pointed out. Let me oh, pull it up. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so a lot of them will fight the the mobile tech price structure and they will. And I think a lot of that has to do with a lot of the in my area. Like what I can speak about is the ones who are newer or the ones who are strictly wholesale and then it gets to where wholesales, you know, wasn't as prevalent, you know, then they're starving for money. So then they're trying to do it for the cheapest price possible instead of trying to stick to the pricing structure or mobile tech RX, you know, it's this size, every, all these factors in it is this price. Well, that price is if you can fix it, you know, and not, you know, some guys, can't fix it more than 70%, 80% of the dent. And so how I try to tell them is, hey, still go by that pricing, but do 80% of it. Do right. 70% of that price. You know, at least you're staying with a pricing structure. You know, as long as you're up front with the customer, hey, you're not to that point yet. You will be there one day. Or if you can't fix it, recommend somebody in your area who can. Because you're not going to necessarily lose that customer. That customer will come back at some point, as long as you're, you know, honest with them. Transparency um, is and up huge. Front, man, it is huge. Yeah. So, I've had anyway. several customers. I've turned around and like, look, I'm in the business making money. I can help it out. But at the price I'm going to help it out with, you probably better off getting a new fender, blah, 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 whatever. You know, like I'm transparent here. I want to help you get the best repair for you for the best price. So, and they, they appreciate that. I've got a 1995 Chevy truck out here that when the guy came by and it's all original, you know, nothing spectacular about it, but he doesn't want to do paint and body on the door. He doesn't want to replace the door and it's pretty gnarly. So I gave him a price on it. You know, I'm like, I'm just by measuring it out and everything else. This was a month ago. I said, I'm, I'm over two grand on this. I said, you can buy a used door. It's probably find one the same color, put it on here, or get somebody to fix it because it had a little bit of paint damage and stuff too. And 
you know, well, he's like, well, how much just for like an hour's worth of work? I'm like, well, I tell you what, I give you two hours for 400 bucks if I can move anything. And so today he dropped it off and I worked on about an hour and a half. It's not going to move without completely gutting the door, taking it off. It's got a carrier plate on there. You've got to take all that off to gain the access you need. And uh, so I just, I called him. He came by. He said, well, just give me an estimate on it. And so I, in here talking with him, I'm like, look, I'm over two grand on this. I said, I would love the money. I'd love to do the, the job. I said, but it's not in your best interest to do this. I said, it's better for you to find search marketplace, search all these places for a used door, the same color. If it's got a couple of dents, all you need is the door shell. I said, I'll charge you to swap everything over and fix the few little dents that are in it. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's <clears throat> his route he's looking at. But if he can't do it, he said, if I can't find one, or would you still do it? I said, absolutely, I'll do it. I'm <laughs> just saying it's in your best interest to find a used door or something. Right. I said, because, you know, I don't want to feel like I'm scamming you because I'm not, because it's a lot of work, but it's an older vehicle that's not really worth doing that you know spending that much money to repair a door on right but you know i'm still i stick to my my pricing and anyway we'll see how that one goes (laughs) uh nick said building relationships that way daily basis trying to yeah you got to i mean that's what it's all about and i didn't charge him for the hour and a half i I did today on it and uh everybody kind of agrees on here yeah, he's wanting to bring by all kinds of crap. You just give me sugar cane syrup and, and bourbon and stuff like that. I'm like, you don't have nope, to do can't that. can't have bourbon. Just, it's a liability issue, right? Yeah, right. I'm like, just, you know. But no. <laughs> yeah, you're building relationships. And you're being honest with the customers. And, and you, and unless you're at home. Back. <laughs> unless you're at home. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, well, we're let's get to know. Us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, let's get, get to know. outside of PDR. Exactly. We we know you like to cook and all that, and your master family and stuff. And so let's get to know you outside the PDR world here. All right. So you married? How many kids you got? We know. Uh, One hundred and seventeen kids. Yeah, I'm gonna work till I'm one hundred and thirty-five. <laughs> I'm Amish. <laughs> yeah, I've been married. Uh, I've been married since two thousand one. Got married right after uh, right after nine eleven. Got married in the UK. Wow. And uh, Beth is my wife. We've got two boys together. I've got a boy from a previous relationship, Michael, my oldest son. Uh, so three boys total. Uh, everybody's birthday is in uh, August. So you know <laughs> what was happening after after turkey time. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Hello. <laughs> let's, ha- let's have Thanksgiving and take our clothes off. So it was it, it, like, literally, like each other. literally everybody's birthday, including my wife's. And my father's birthday was it was all August. So uh, wow! Uh, in in August, my wallet is uh, two letters, <laughs> MT. Yeah. Uh, you know, after buying gifts for everybody. So yeah, That's you know awesome. what do you, what do you want to know about me? How far back do you want to go? Where where do you want to go with that? But yeah, been married now twenty. Uh, uh, oh boy, I can't do the math. Twenty one years, twenty two years coming up, something like that. Twenty one years. Twenty one, because uh, I I was married in two thousand, so twenty two this year. There you go. Yeah. So kids, kids are all healthy. Uh, I was graduating high school in two thousand, so <laughs> make you guys age a little bit. <laughs> I'm, I'm the old man on the conversation here. I <laughs> yeah, like uh, you know, we just we we've got a great home life. Uh, I think a lot of people know my youngest boy has Down syndrome. 
so we're deeply ingrained in the special needs community. Uh, my middle son uh, is in band at school now. My oldest son, a very accomplished drummer, uh, walked on, tried out for high school band, and then also walked on and tried out for college band, a very accomplished uh, drummer, and he is teaching uh, music right now at the high school level. Awesome. Uh, so awesome. he's... Uh, yeah, he's he's. Um, I don't want to say self sufficient yet, but hopefully on his way. And uh, and uh, you know, all all you care as a parent is that your kids are happy and healthy, right? Absolutely. Yep. We were kind of talking that's about that before the show. Yeah, yeah, that's all you want, right? And and I had uh, I had eleven days with the the two boys that are home because wife was out of town helping her mother pack up and move. Uh, grandma, grandma sold the inheritance out from under me, but that's all right. Um, <laughs> so, so my wife helped her move and downsize into a smaller house and, uh, and so on. You got a ghost. And, uh, apparently, yeah. Apparently, uh, I got a ghost here. I just got a lick on the elbow from one of the dogs. So I was like, hey, who, opened, who, who opened the dog, the door and let the dog in. So that's hilarious. The dog uh, let us in. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, and and listen. So like the boys love the dogs. It's a you know, dogs are a great family pet, of course, right? And uh, and, and so are cats. But like I'm a I'm a big dog lover. So we got two. What kind of dogs? Two dogs right now. Uh, right now we've got a mutt. Hang on, I'm gonna put the phone back down here since I gotta <laughs> close the door. Right now I've got a uh, a mutt who is mostly a. Um, Come on, phone, sit there properly. There we go. Um, mostly Rottweiler and probably uh, Blue Healer uh, combo. So she's manic and got a lot of uh, energy. Yeah. Um, but she's a rescue uh, from one of, I, I call her the Indian Reservation Rescue Dog because I think she came from one of the northern Indian reservations here in northern Arizona. Uh, but we got her from a rescue. There's a, there's a dog rescue place that's like, I got to think about this, maybe two miles from my house. It's dangerous, right? Because we could take home all the dogs and all the puppies. Yeah. Right? And uh, so we got her. Her name's Juno, J-U-N-O, named by Ethan, my middle son, my 12-year-old with the long hair. And then uh, and I've got a, a German short-haired pointer that's a pedigree, uh, a purebred uh, dog. Prior to that, we've had a couple of black, a couple of Labradors, a black and a yellow lab, had a Bernese Mountain Dog. Uh, we had a great Dane for a short period of time. I can make you guys cry with that story. Um, the uh, the great horses. the great yeah the great Dane the horse uh, we we named him Magnus, and uh, <laughs> one of the guys at one of my body shops, his sister had bred her great Danes, and all of a sudden they had this massive litter, like like ten or thirteen puppies. I can't remember the number, Jeez, which is yeah. a huge litter for that size dog, right? Yeah, for the, for the giant yeah. breed. And they were desperate. They're like, Where, how are we going to get rid of all these dogs? I'm like, uh, yeah, we'll have one gladly. One. <laughs> and, um, and, and so we had Magnus, and, and he was a great dog. And unfortunately, um, what we really think happened, we, we think he had a heart attack. And literally at 10 months old, my wife walked outside um, in the mornings. You know, it's beautiful here in the mornings, uh, in the spring and the fall. Beautiful. It's not too hot yet. And, and the dog would go out with uh, with our with our uh, short haired pointer, and they'd have their little morning run around and play a little bit. And then the the Great Dane would get on the the uh, patio furniture outside and just kind of lay down, take a little nap. And one morning the Great Dane laid down and didn't get up. And so my wife, hmm. you know, went out to check on him and and called me in hysterics, and uh, and so we think he had a heart attack. So. 
I hate to hear that. It was, you know, like literally at 10 months, right? You know, oh, wow. it just, like, life throws you curveballs. I'm not, I'm not yeah. sulking or sad. It was a while ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we, we've got a beautiful parcel of land. So all the, uh, all the animals are, are with us still, so to speak, because I've got a little, uh, a little tractor and we bury the, excuse me. <laughs> How about that? that Real phone, nice. that phone, 605 and that phone keeps going as a dent. So, um, <laughs> uh, so anyway, all the dogs are with us on the property, apart from our yellow lab, who's back in Indiana where we moved from. But, uh, but it's nice to, to have that ability, you know, in my opinion, Closure wise, you bury the animals on your property, right? Kind of old school farm yeah. guy that way. Um, but you know, I grew up in a small town, and that's what you did as well. You you dug it. My dad didn't have a tractor. You dug with a shovel. <laughs> I got then, I got six I, I got six German shepherds buried in the empty lot right here. Yeah, it was nice. I like I like <laughs> hydraulic power better than manual power. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> so I use the use the tractor. But yeah, so there's there's my uh, there's my uh, pet story for you. So we're That's currently great Luno, day. So, and we're, Luno and Lo, Lola is the name of the uh, German short hair pointer, FYI. So, okay, gotcha. He's talking about Great Danes. Our neighbor rescues Great Danes, and he's got like four or five of them in the house. I'm like, I don't know how you do it. Like, it's gonna be like a horse track in there at all times. <laughs> like, Jesus, yeah, the, the head comes up, and you're at the dinner table, and it's like, oh, hello, <laughs> you know. Yeah, one of them's like blind or deaf or something. And like every time she comes around me, like she'll scoot up under my legs and like pick me up. I'm like, holy shit! Like, chill, chill out. yeah, I, le- I, le- I learned a lot about them uh, when Fred Delaney was down here last oh, yeah. year, helping me with that hailstorm. And I was like, just you know, when when his wife would come down to visit, they've got three of them. Well, they had a puppy with the same age as Ace, and so they kind of <laughs> grew up together. And then, uh, but the big one would just come. He'd be sitting working on a hood on a hood stand. And his big one just come over and just sit on his lap, but he never like the hind end never went down. He just <laughs> scooted the back end right on Fred's leg and just sit there the whole time in the front end holding himself up. As big as a big as a damn hood stand sitting out there. Oh yeah. yeah. But um, big boys. They were over. Fun. Yeah. So we know we know you like uh food and you, you like cooking and and making awesome meals and going oh, awesome restaurants you want to talk any about that like what what's your favorite what's your favorite thing to cook so i figured you'd ask that question so you know one of the one of my favorite things to cook quite honestly is a steak it's a, absolutely a pleasure, right like i really yeah. like I, i'm the older i get the more simple i like my food sometimes you know, like there's there's simple pleasure in like a ham and cheese sandwich. You, you know what I mean? Like it's got to be it, you got to be have quality ingredients. Don't get me wrong, but I was about to say your ham sandwiches are different than our ham sandwiches. I guarantee you. <laughs> <laughs> like it ain't just daily meat no, from the local grocery. <laughs> no, but you buy you know you buy a good you source a good quality deli meat and a and a good cheese and a good bread, right? And done. Maybe a little mustard, a little mayonnaise, whatever. If you feel froggy, put a little butter on it, like the French do. That's, oh, that's heaven. But but simple, right? Ham and cheese, maybe rye bread, whole wheat, whatever you like. Yeah. And, you're, and you're done, right? So like, I, I love I love what salt does. So I'm a little sciencey uh, when it comes to food. And I love what salt does to a piece of red meat, right? And if, you, and if you salt the steak a day before and leave it uncovered in the fridge, it'll draw out some moisture and then reabsorb that salt and, and just, it's even more flavorful. So like something simple, like a steak can be simple, right? You don't need, 
It doesn't need to be smothered and covered with peppers and onions and sauce and all the rest of it. Just just a good grilled steak and, and don't overcook the damn thing. But right. so, yeah. so I, I anticipated Brandon you asking that question. So <laughs> here's the here's the Boy, this is the long-winded version, isn't it? I told you <laughs> five hours. He's like, ooh, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> considering we considering we had the delay with the audio piece, but like yeah. this is going to be the best ten hours you've spent tonight with me. So I'll keep talking <laughs> as long as you want. So here's the true story. My mother passed away when I was like fifteen or sixteen years old, and so I was mm. I, I was baptism by fire. I could boil water, but that was about it. I didn't really know how to cook. But I knew I had to eat, right? So it was my dad and yeah. me growing up after my mother had passed away. And so I just kind of delved into PBS and watched that guy that got, you know, accused of whatever he did with the children, Jeff Smith, right? The Galloping Gourmet or whatever he was called. And he was like one of the first cooks, you know, Julia Child. And that's where, you know, like I grew up in a very conservative home. We went out to eat like going out to eat was a special occasion back then, right? Yeah. You'd go on birthdays or anniversaries or, you know, Mother's Day, stuff like that. And we didn't have big fancy restaurants like you do now in every corner. And we'd go out and there were a couple of nice places in my small hometown. And and it was reserved for a special occasion. And I really look forward to those days, right? But I was I was advised by my parents to behave myself and, you know, just follow their lead and enjoy and, and try new things and experience new things, right? So that kind of, you know, combined with the fact my mother passed away when I was when I was young, just kind of led me to the fact I need to eat and you can't afford to eat out every day. And and so I just kind of put my mind to it. I need to be able to cook for myself and my dad. And so that's what I did. And then I just learn and I'm kind of self-taught. And then you parlay that and, and grow and go. And then obviously uh, I landed the job with Dent Wizard at a very young age and and grew my business and, and abilities as a PDR tech. And, and, you know, I did what I love. I still, I get up every day. I love to bend metal, but the money now is followed. Right. And there's some truth in that, you know, do what you love and the money will follow. And so Absolutely. obviously, you know, the three of us here and, and everybody listening, hopefully everybody's earning a good living in this trade in our industry. And, and now I'm in a position where I can, get a little bit deeper and do more research and learn and, you know, buy better ingredients and, and incorporate that into my lifestyle. So, you know, the boys were, the boys and I were home last week, my wife was gone and we generally have, am I originally from Arizona? No, Jeff, I'm not. I'm originally born and raised in the St. Louis area. I'm a Collinsville, Illinois boy. Sorry. I was the first thing that popped up there on the, on the feed. I hope you don't, <laughs> yeah, I popped up guys for don't mind. No, you're good. Colin, Collinsville, Illinois, uh, 12 miles due east of St. Louis in the Arch. Uh, the, the, the great claim to fame about Collinsville is it is the per capita uh, horseradish capital of the world. So based on number of residents versus horseradish produced. And then it also has the world's largest ketchup bottle. Those are the two claims to fame of my hometown. The ketchup bottle actually is a water tower for a tomato processing plant. Uh, in my hometown, and and they did it in the shape of the old the old glass ketchup bottle that you know was oh, yeah. like a, you know looked like, like an Italian grandmother, it. right? Just ballooned out, right? So anyway, <laughs> that was my love, right? That's my love of food. But now I'm in a position where I can can you know afford to get higher quality products and do that. And so like 
you know, the boys and I ate like kings. I made fresh pasta and <laughs> and uh, we had we had pot roasts and so on. Funny story. Friday night last week, I just I'd had a long week. It was the you know one of the last days before my wife came home, and I just kind of thrown in the towel, going, "It's Friday night. I'm exhausted. I'm done. I've had the kids by myself for." Uh, 10 days or whatever at that point that worked and juggled all the schedules and, and, and it's what you do right i'm not complaining yeah and i was like all right i'm gonna make fish sticks mac and cheese and frozen peas just like you know <laughs> it's child, childhood memories right like fish sticks and mac and yeah. cheese on fridays during lent right we're a catholic family but <laughs> you know and i grabbed the bag of what i thought was fish sticks there's the pun there's there's the lead up stick them in the <laughs> oven get the box of mac and cheese out of the cupboard, put it in the boiling water, mix up the sauce, all the crap. Cause I was not making homemade Mac that night. I was just, I was, I was just done. Right. It was the uh, end of the week. Yeah. And I was, I was wiped out. The fish sticks kind of started exploding and oozing out. So they ended up being cheese sticks. So I <laughs> oh <to> my, <laughs> I said You are tired. Year-old, I said, Hey, yeah. I said, Hey, how about cheese sticks and mac and cheese? Can you handle a double dose of cheese? He's like, Oh, oh that's, you know, dinner. I don't need to sit in the soon. For as much good stuff as I do, there are days, right? There's days when we all are, you know, it's the end of it. My wife brought pizza home tonight since I'm on with you guys, right? Like we cheat and do that and do carry out once in a while. But like my love of food all came, you know, I, I, I go back. It's my parents. My aunt and uncle ate well. They enjoyed good food. I was exposed, again, very special occasions, not every night, but exposed to good food and understood it. And and and, and it was special to me, right? And it holds a place in my heart. And so now it's a joy for me to come home and make dinner and cook for my family and feed them because it's so nice to have everybody around the dinner table. I know it's cliche, but I think there's, I think there's some truth in that long term that, you know, the family that, that sticks together and has dinner together stays together. And, and, you know, we converse and, okay, yeah, we, we use some electronics now and again at the dinner table with the kids, but it's so important to be together. Right. And see, we're terrible at that with kitchen and two teenagers and stuff like we eat wherever, like I'm eating on the couch. My wife's eating on the other couch. Kids are at the table. Like we're not ever, we're horrible about that sitting together at the dinner table. We did it for a while and we need to probably get back into it, but especially because that's probably the only time I've seen my daughter. and then obviously I've been very fortunate, been able to travel in our industry and, and, and again, experience and be and go and do. And so then, therefore, I'm also not the guy that sits in the hotel and orders room service either. You know, unless I'm unless, yeah. again, unless I'm wiped out or it's it makes sense. I'd rather get out and walk and explore from the hotel where I'm at if I traveled or did a training for Kiko or whatever and, and live a little bit and learn a little of the town where I'm at and, and just you know, avoid some of the chain places, but look for a restaurant that's got a parking lot full of cars and go, Oh, that's going to be good. Right. <clears throat> See, I'm horrible. I'm out of town. I'm, I'm getting some takeout or whatever and just sitting in the hotel room where it's quiet. The house is always hectic. So I'm like, I'm getting my quiet time here and I'm not doing anything. I'm, I'm pretty horrible about getting out and exploring. <clears throat> yeah. But even, but even takeout, if you get it from a local place when, while you're traveling is not a problem. Like, you know, I, I remember I did that, and I, and I, I kind of hung up my travel identity here for a while. Well, well, Ethan's twelve, and so on. So I'm I'm not on the road as much as I used to be. But you know, I was in L.A. there back in. Um, that's gross, Andy. 
So I was in. Yeah, I, was, I, I had well. three. I had three trips a year ago in December for Kiko to uh, to California. I was in LA County uh, in Pasadena, and I walked up the street to a Japanese place and got carryout and took it back to my hotel. You know, but yeah. it was one of those places. And, and if you remember back a year ago, LA County was still all mask centric and you couldn't go anywhere. And the restaurants needed, you know, you needed your proof of vaccine and all that to walk into places. Uh, so I went and got carry out and took it back to the hotel, but it was phenomenal, right? It was just a small hole in the wall joint. And I felt better about supporting a small uh, family run operation. And, and, it, and the food was absolutely excellent. That's awesome. And there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. You don't have to go explore the whole town. Right. But like, you know, no. it just it's 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 a pleasure to to travel and experience that and 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 live a little through food and culture and and travel and what's available, what's close, right? Rather than uh, I'm at the Holiday Inn and I'm going to watch CNN, right? <laughs> Hudson's a jerk. He's, I'm in, I'm visiting Memphis. I'll probably get some burger. Yeah, you know I'm getting DoorDash because you get stabbed in Memphis. Like I, we got Wendy's and Wendy's in downtown well, Memphis. So that was an experience. Uh, when Matt in Rome, you, right? I mean, you got to keep yourself safe, right? Right. <laughs> Matt's asking if you drink any sm- uh, smoked old fashions. Yeah, not uh, not recently. You know that was. Uh, you guys probably haven't seen the video. I was, you know, this was a while ago. I went down to went to Oklahoma City because Kiko had a Chris White, the owner of Kiko, had, had gathered all of us as trainers together, and he said, "Hey, we all need to be on the same page. I want to have a meeting at HQ, get together on the training program, et cetera, et cetera." And we all went out for dinner one night, and uh, we went to a really nice place and had uh, had steak and had you know smoked old fashions and all the rest of it. Matt Moore was kind of on the team as well and, and part of that group, right? And so we're sending Matt videos because Matt likes to eat and drink well too, right? Oh yeah, And we're absolutely. sending videos to him like, hey, look at what we got. You know, we're videoing the, the drinks coming. And he's at home because his wife's out of town. He's at home with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, and he does his own smoke old fashioned. He puts the kids to bed. He goes, listen, you guys, while you're out, I don't even know everybody in the table. And he does his own, his, this, this is his video he sends back to us. You guys are out drinking smoked old fashions. I'm at home with the damn kids with goldfish crackers and blah, blah, blah. And he lights a cigarette and he sticks it into a drink he's got on his picnic table. He goes, and he, and he puts another like solo cup over. He goes, there, that's my smoked drink, right? <laughs> <laughs> and he, just, he, threw it, he threw it right back in our face, right? And I kind of, right. I, 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 yeah, I didn't really feel bad for him. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. That's why he couldn't come to Armbrito because he was at home with the kids while Katie was out of town. I was like, dang it. Yeah. <laughs> He's such a good guy, Matt Moore, right? But, like, mm-hmm. you know, oh, it's yeah. just one of those things. That, and, and, again, hey, we all have lives and uh, travel and wives and, 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 and kids and responsibilities. You don't always get to make those <clears throat> those those trips. Right. And, and can't always answer the bell, right? And so it's not. Yeah, there's so many I, trips happy, I'd like, love to I take every year. Yeah, I don't get jealous when I see other guys traveling, and maybe a little bit, but you know, like I'm really happy that they're out and experiencing, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. Kiko Hudson, <laughs> Hudson had a Hudson had a wooden uh, uh, a tree knockdown hammer he had. He was banging on Chris's truck with, and like <laughs> literally this this tree branch looked like a hammer, and so he's you know Hudson's being Hudson going. 
Oh yeah, I think we got a little bit of it. You know. Well, it's probably a twig in Hudson's hand. It looked like a freaking tree. <laughs> <laughs> Old baby hands. Yeah, he had. Yeah, he had. He had a little pipe. Yeah. 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 Well, let's talk about. So, you. Anyway, about, so uh, there's my there's my food piece for you, Brandon. I and, I and still to this awesome. day, I love it. And and like, I I love the science part of it. And and boy, you guys are right. I do talk a lot. So. No, we love, love the science part of it. <laughs> we love and, it. And... It makes our life a lot easier when we got people that like to talk on the show. <laughs> <laughs> and the chemistry, you know, the chemistry behind some of the food, like it just, it's really, you know, it, it, that's one of my, I guess it's one of my likes and passions. I'm not geeky, geeky, geeky about it, but I understand some of it. And, and, and I guess I want to understand it. And, and therefore right. then we eat well as a family and, and again, that's important to me. I want everybody, any of my guests or family that's in my house, I want them to feel loved and nurtured. And whether that's nourished, nurtured, or, you know, I just, that's, I don't know. I just, I sat down as a kid with dinner with my mom and dad every night. My dad went to Rotary on Mondays because he was in the Rotary Club. Um, but, you know, like six nights a week, we had dinner together and there was, there was great communication and understanding and love and patience and, and just good family in my upbringing. And, and so, and same with my wife, right? I mean, she, she, uh, she and I both grew up in very uh, traditional homes where, you know, the, the fathers worked and the mothers stayed home and took care of the kids and the laundry and the bills and the, you know, the, the shuttling around and the appointments and, it's just, it's what we know as, as individuals, and we're still doing it old school. Yeah. All right. That's awesome. I love it. I want to, we kind of briefly touched on it. You talking about being, you know, you got your uh, son with Downs, and you're really involved with the community, with the, you know, special needs community and stuff. What all does that entail? What all do you get into with that? Oh, boy. There, there is... It, you can go, you know, like like anything. When you put your mind to it, excuse me, or if you or if you um, if you research or do, you know, whatever. Whether you're thrown into it like we were, or if you're just a volunteer, or you want to get it, you know, active. Like you can go as far as you want to go and go as deep as your heart will allow you to go and give. We do all kinds of things. Like Saturday, there's a there's a non for profit uh, Down Syndrome Achievement Center called Gigi's Playhouse. Uh, and Nancy Gianni is the founder, and her daughter is Gigi. And, you know, and, and uh, Gigi's got to be 21, 22 years old now, I think. You know, you go back a couple decades, and there was not this big support network that there was. Uh, there wasn't then that there is now, you know, for all kinds of things. Autism, Down syndrome, right, cerebral palsy, whatever it is. Uh, you know, all of these things have come to the forefront, right? Even Even breast cancer, right? Everybody wears the pink ribbons in October. All of this you know, the tremendous strides that have been made. So Saturday, we've got a, a Christmas party at two o'clock. Um, I volunteer for a special needs golf camp uh, with young athletes. Um, we just, you, you name it, right? We've got fundraisers. You guys have seen me fly in and out and do my thing and, and be like, okay, I got to go. Sorry, I'm here at MTE, but we've got a, you know, we've got a fundraiser and, and Brett Michaels is starring or, you, you know, whatever for the, for the community. And you can do, as much or as little as you want, but man, I, I, I can go on about the opportunities and things that exist. And, you know, there's, there's miracle league, which is like baseball for special needs athletes. Uh, 
that's uh, I think I think that's a national thing, but certainly here it is in in Phoenix and Scottsdale. Um, you know, we just I, I'm 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 deeply ingrained in a lot of things, and and Noah really has brought you know our our youngest son has brought a lot of joy and awareness to us, and he you know he's pretty high functioning. He's still fairly nonverbal, but he signs and. He can tell us what he needs, much like, you know, we probably could have done this without me actually getting the audio working. But, you know, like I could I could sign language to you and go, yeah, I can't hear you guys. Right. But, you know, they'll right. come up to me and he'll bring me the, the jug of milk in his cup. And, he, OK, he's thirsty. He wants something to drink. You know, it's right. You know, even though he doesn't say, Dad, I'd like some milk, please. You know, he comes up or, he's, you yeah. know, you remember. He gets uh, his point across. The, yeah. Meet the Fockers. Right. When they're squeezing for milk. Yeah. Right. That's a, that's a sign <laughs> for milk. And. You know, Greg or whoever, Nurse Greg, you know, Ben Stiller was doing the you know, <laughs> milk like milk cow, right? <laughs> hey, Falker. Yeah. You said I can't say that word, Brandon, but now I can. <laughs> like he found a way. He's <laughs> like, watch <laughs> this. Hold my Falker. beer. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, we, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we launched in the, go ahead. I'm listening. Uh, man, uh, man, it was just saying Bryce was nonverbal for a while. I had to do sign language with him. And yeah, now yeah, we can't yeah. get him to shut up sometimes. So right. <laughs> world of difference. That's, but that's the truth with anybody, right? Whether they're atypical children or, or not. But, you know, you spend the first three years trying to get them to speak and communicate with you. <laughs> and then the next 14 years telling them to shut up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, until they, until they're 20 or 25 and learn to zip it. Uh, I haven't learned that yet. So like a few weeks ago, we marched um, – we marched in the uh, ASU, uh, Arizona State University, the homecoming parade. The Down Syndrome Network here in Arizona is the biggest group in that parade. We had like 700 people in the parade that morning. Oh, wow. Uh, That's you awesome. Know, we do that every year. It's it's just, it's phenomenal, right? So, like, I stopped at the grocery store and bought a couple of big things of candy and stuff. So, I'm walking, you know, throwing candy out, and everybody's just loving that at the parade. And, and, and it just, you know, there's so many good things and good organizations. Right. Um, and, and we do a lot, you know, there's a lot of therapies that we have for Noah and, and we just, we just dive right in. There's no, yeah. Mike Toledo said this to me and I really respect that comment. He, he, he said something one day and, and, and referred to me like as the guy that just doesn't, doesn't complain. Right. And I, and I think I've gotten to that point in my life. I just, I don't, there's nothing to complain about. It's just a wonderful place to be. Yeah, we've got a special needs kid. Yeah, it's a lot of work. I wouldn't trade it for the world. There's no reason to complain about it. You know, it's not woe is me. It's like, holy shit, this is awesome. Let's help everybody, you know? Right. And, and we've got yeah. we've got challenges. There's challenges with the school district. And he's Noah's in mainstream class right now. But we've got a couple of things and a couple I really can't, I shouldn't comment on. But, you know, you're going to experience all kinds of things in that in that community. And, but it's just, it's wonderful and, and eye-opening. And so we've got a situation where we are, um, thanks, Jeff. Jeff and we've got a situation where we've, we're, we're, we're in discussions with the school district right now. And unfortunately it's had to, it's had to involve legal counsel. And, oh, wow. um, and, and I said to, I said to Beth, my wife, I said, listen, we've got this opportunity. We can, we can set the bar straight with the school district, but if they want to keep playing hardball, that's fine. We have plan B with a secondary school. If we need to move one of the kids out, we can do that. I said, but my point here in, in doing what we're doing is not only for Noah, but it's for the people coming behind us. 
and yeah. and not that I want to be the one that sets precedent, but there's days you have struggles, but I'm not complaining about it, right? So like, you know, I, and, and I love Mike Toledo to death. I'm not trying to bring him up on your show, but like, no, know, we love Mike. He, he had mentioned yeah. like, here's Dave. He's got special needs kid. He works his butt off. He doesn't complain. And I'm not complaining, right? But there are days when there's challenges. And you, I just, I, I, Beth and I both, we've just yeah. chosen not to complain, right? It's a right. blessing in our lives to have our kids. And and we're in a position to care for and handle and do and take care of and provide what Noah needs, right? Yeah. And other children, whether they're, you know, normal kids in his class or other special needs kids that are in our community, the Halloween parties we go to, the, the everything we're involved in is just, it's a joy. It's a pleasure to go and help and be involved and, and just do it. I want to get to the point where I'm not complaining. Like there's days that I'm complaining and I need to, need to stop because, you know, people's got it worse off than we do. And Bryson, he will, he will wear on you. He's got his days where he'll wear on you. We get ill and short and everything, but. End of the day, we're his biggest advocates. Amanda's been up to bat with him several times in the school districts and stuff. Like, she's his advocate, and she'll fight to the death with him for him, and I will too. Like, I've been in several IEP meetings and everything, and it's what you got to do. Got to make you sure kids. No, yeah, at all. Yeah. I consider Bryce. Mm-hmm. You know, Bryce you know, is my stepson, but I consider him my son, and I'll fight for him till I die. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, there are those parents that don't get involved, right, in some of the some of the, the, the IEP meetings and things like that. And it's, I get it, right? I mean, I, I get if you had a family with, with two working parents and you don't have time and you go along with what's, you know, suggested and you don't do all the research you should, right? I mean, you can get railroaded by the system. And fortunately, we, we you know, Beth and I both are, are you know, thank good. You know, here, here's a blessing. I'm, I'm a little bit older as a father. And so was my mother and father. And so that apple didn't fall far from the tree. But, you know, we, we're, we're mature, articulate individuals. And, and we don't mind doing that extra research and helping, right, to advocate for our own. You know, oh, yeah. some of these younger, well, some of these younger it, parents it, that are both. Go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, I think a lot of it comes down to, you know, you do have those who are very selfish. So being like you and your wife and you know you still have everything that's going on but you're you're not complaining about it you're just picking up and you're going with it because you're selfless people you know you're not just thinking about yourself you're thinking about your family you're thinking about others and that and that gives you joy and and, and drive and and everything else and so you know those who are constantly complaining about it whether they have a child with a disability or not you know are the same people who are going to complain about you know people who try to go somewhere and volunteer somewhere they're going to complain about every little thing that there is yeah they're going to find the majority but there's so many like you like andy like amanda who just pick up and go just you got to do what you got to do you know um so it's uh, funny when like, I but that, but that's life. Yeah, that's, that's life. Yeah, that, that's everything in life. Right? But... It doesn't matter. I mean, my circumstances might be a little different, but it's life. Right. You're right. You'd have to do and research and grow your own kids, whether they're whether they're special needs or not. That's what parents do. You just and, and, and go right. Just go do it. Handle it. Yeah. 
it's funny when Amanda gets ready for war or whatever, you know, IEP meeting, she'll bring out her, her book that's this big with all the paperwork in it. She ain't messing around. Like, uh, it's game on. I'm in the office. Oh. I'm looking for my wife's, right? Like, got... <laughs> Everybody's got that one. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like Amanda was saying, it... like, you know, you know your kid better than anybody. Don't let somebody make decisions for them over you. Like, you make them, you know, you lead them in the right path with those decisions and stuff. So Yeah. Yeah. But it's not for me either, right? I mean, it's for nope. A, my son, and B, if we need to, for anybody behind us that needs that 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 yes. precedent set, that this is the deal. This is the way to do it. I'll tell you, here, here's something cool. We're very fortunate, you know, speaking of being your own advocate, Beth got us invited. We moved here eight years ago, meaning to Phoenix. And I tell you what, within the first, I tell you, I think it was within the first year, we got invited to the to the to the county planning meeting looking ahead like 20 or 30 years out in the future because uh, maricopa county where phoenix is based that's our county is called maricopa maricopa county is one of the most populous counties in the country and one of the fastest growing and they're very progressive right we've got a lot of things going on very very well thought out uh, in terms of, of planning and so we got invited to one of these, you know, one of these planning meetings regarding special needs and what it looks like and what what like assisted living and housing looks like, what that's going to cost the county, you know, all, all of these things that go into planning ahead. Right. And I'm like, mm -hmm. how did my wife get us invited to this meeting? Right. <laughs> and so, you know, so and everybody's advocating for me to, to like speak because I, I like to talk. So, you know, the, the, the thing comes around and, and they ask me my opinion and thought. And I said, here's something you need to think about for the people coming up behind us. You have all these groups and all these acronyms and names of, of people that do great things for all kinds. Right. And and you need to think about putting a playbook together. So back to back to the book thing. Right. But put a playbook together with the lists and names and contacts and organization uh, names and acronyms of everybody and everything for all of the special needs communities and put it together in a binder. And every time there's a birth of somebody that's special needs, whether it's Down syndrome, whether it's autism, whether it's, you know, whatever the diagnosis is, hand that playbook to those parents and say, that's awesome. here's like what it. you do, right? Yeah. So beginning that planning stage and moving forward for the next five, eight, 10, 20, 30 years until they are, you know, adults, whether they're high functioning or not, or need assistance, you've got a playbook and a plan to begin and get these parents off the ground from birth. Right. And, yeah. and that was my, that was my contribution in this meeting for the future. Right. It was one of those, it was one of those things that just, you know, that, and I, and I came up with another one, you know, back to the special needs thing. I, I got invited to do the first, um, charity auction, um, uh, event for Gigi's Playhouse. So the year we moved to Phoenix in 2015, Gigi's opened their Phoenix location. And again, Gigi's is this Down Syndrome Achievement Center, non-for-profit. It was meant to be. Amazing <laughs> place. And and they asked if I would do, if I would give a speech before the auction. And so all these well-heeled, you know, Silver Spoon people are there ready to just donate their money and give to society. And I'm like, okay, what am I going to talk about? How am I going to entertain a crowd of people that, A, I don't know, and B, I'm not in their social circle because I'm not a trust fund baby and don't have gazillions sitting around. And this is what these people do, the the, the socialites, right? And, and I'm not picking. I, I'm thank you to them and anybody that's in that 
you know, in that league for giving and donating. But yeah. what am I going to talk to these people about, right? And so I was racking my brain. How am I going to write my speech? What am I going to do? What am I going to talk about? And it, and it came to me, and I'm like, I'm just going to tell the story of Noah from from start to finish until, you know, from, from where we were until where he is today and how then we got involved with Gigi's. And that was the best decision I made of my life. Yeah. <laughs> was like I didn't I didn't have to like rehearse a story or get caught up or change speed or anything. Yeah. Uh oh. Man, what? It was freaking awesome. Mm -hmm. Like <laughs> I if somebody somebody may have tried to call his son's phone or something. You guys there? Sorry. Yeah. Oh, there somebody, you go. Somebody, somebody beeped in on my kid's phone. I was like, no. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I said. Somebody must yeah, have tried to call Yeah, I was like, a good spot. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, so like, you know, I just, I told the story, right? And it was easy because I know the story. It's my life. Yeah. <laughs> and so I didn't have to sell anything, didn't have to make anything up, didn't have to lure these people like, Oh, please give us your money and donate. Yeah. The kids are starving, and you know, no, this is Noah's story. I'm his dad, and this is this is the deal. This is this is how it all happened, right? And that was like that was really. It became much easier than I had thought it would be, right? Right. Yeah. Man is asking if uh, Arizona offers an early intervention program. Yes, and you need to advocate for yourself. You've got to qualify for it. You've got to you've got to get yourself qualified for it. It's tough. Yeah, I think I get you frustrated. Know, you guys have a lot of problems, like with Bryson. He's high functioning, autistic, but and he's very capable of doing stuff. But people won't allow him. They feel bad for him and try to do like he keeps his fingers in his ears. This control thing we figured out because he can have his headphones yeah. on, be blaring, no problem. Control. In school, everybody's always trying to give him headphones and all this crap. We're constantly known. Like Amanda will fight somebody the next time headphones are mentioned in school. <laughs> like, right. you guys have that issue too with just people. I mean, they're unaware. They feel bad for them. They're unaware, but still, it's like it just beats you down. And like, man, come on. Like, we got this. I promise you. Yeah. Well, you know, again, they're not, those, they're trying to help. There's a good heart and a good intention, right? From, right. From those yeah. that are doing that, but they don't know because they're not in your shoes with him, with Bryson every day, right? Yeah. Right. And so they make this assumption or there's this overview or blanket that, oh, these kids need a weighted blanket and headphones or, or whatever, right? I mean, whatever has become typical norm acceptance on autistic kids, right? Mm -hmm. um, you, got, you guys know Jeff Campbell? Yeah, I know Jeff very well. Yeah, I hope, I hope Jeff doesn't mind if he's listening. I don't think he will. Uh, Colin, his son, has autism, right? And you may, may not know that, but now the whole world knows it since I just broadcast it. And Colin, <laughs> All 13 Colin, people. <laughs> yeah, all 13 of us. So Colin <laughs> is high-functioning, has a driver's license, has a job, right? He's not combative. He's a big kid. Man, he's a big kid. And, and if he became, you know, an autistic child that had anger or physical issues he'd be a hard one to control right mm -hmm. but jeff and his and his wife paula ha, had been so deeply involved in everything going on right much like you and amanda beth and me it, it, it's you know you've got it you understand you know you're there day in and day out what the triggers are right mm -hmm. 
And, oh, yeah. and you just can't, I don't think you can generalize a blanket statement or a blanket piece that says, oh, if you've got an autistic kid in the classroom, you need to provide uh, uh, headphones and uh, pacifier or uh, a squeezy ball or you know whatever, right? You know what I mean? Whatever right. coping mechanisms could be. Because it's, it's just not that simple. It's not a one, it's not one size fits all solution. So, you know, we're, Noah's, you know, Noah's very, he's very passive. He's very non-combative. He's very, he's just a good, happy kid, right? And so it's not hard. I think sometimes he might get lost a little bit where, where um, he's easy to hand a coloring book and crayons to, and they just sits and he, and he does his own thing. And then is out of sight and out of mind, right? Because he's yeah. just he's just a he's just a quiet, well-behaved young man, you know. But like back to the early intervention piece, I don't know how Tennessee is, but you know, I, I assume I think this is I think this is national. Autism is an automatic qualifier, right, for early intervention and services, right? The diagnosis uh, of autism automatically gets you qualified. Whereas the diagnosis for Down syndrome does not. Really? Yeah. And that's something that needs to change in the law at a federal level. But that's another Absolutely. issue. Absolutely. Yeah. You know. But but a lot of things have come a long way. Like, are you familiar with ABLE accounts? A-B-L-E? ABLE? Mm -mm, I haven't heard of that one. All right. So ABLE, an ABLE account is something that was enacted. And while everybody's going to criticize me on this one... Uh, president Obama was actually not a terrible president. <laughs> and here's why. From, from, from the special needs community, A, he articulated he could speak much better than Sleepy Joe does. But anyway, um, mm -hmm. he, he really, he helped, and he, and he didn't do quite enough, it's my opinion. However, um, oh, yours, you have Down syndrome as an automatic qualifier. Okay, but so maybe it's, a state, be... maybe it's state yeah. by state thing. Right. Yeah. Again, there. You know, what? what the, I, now, can I say the F word? Damn. What in the <laughs> world? How how do we not have a uniform system nationally, right? For qualifiers, yeah, I, for for people that need help. Jeez, Louise. Right. Anyway, so um, back to the able account. So previously uh, to the Obama administration, if special needs people, adults in particular had more than $2,000 to their name, they no longer qualified for social services. So that means even what? if you're high functioning and you owned a car, now your net worth is greater than two grand, you no longer qualified. Now, whether that was Holy overlooked shit. or whatever, that was the law, right? And so Obama enacted this thing called the ABLE Act. And now anybody, and it's not enough money yet, but it's the right direction. Now, um, any, any uh, special needs individual that has um, up to $100,000 uh, will still qualify for services, right? That's, so here's, yeah, but there's better. the problem. What if you're really, what if you're high functioning and you own your own home? That's more than $100,000. Yeah, that's over $100,000, right? yeah. You know, it just, it's, it's BS. But anyway, so like, it's a step in the right direction. So this ABLE account, or the ABLE Act helped with that. And now you can start to set money aside in a specific account called the ABLE Account which essentially is kind of like a, 
a 529 plan, right, but for special needs individuals. And, and there's a lot of intricacies between the states and the laws and all that. But, like, you know, it's one of those things that you find out when you're in the, in the, in the special needs community, like, really? I can't, I can't have more than $2,000 to my name and then I lose services? Are you yeah, that's kidding ridiculous. me? Right? It's just, it's bizarre. So then, therefore, then like the special needs trust, right? You got a bucket of money, I die, and, you know, $5 million worth of life insurance goes into this bucket. Well, that bucket only trickles, you know, 500 bucks at a time to my kid, right? So he never has more than that $2,000, right? It, it's just the intricacies then that get involved with, with trusts that go with that are, are beyond comprehension sometimes. But, you know, some of this stuff, you just shake your head and you're like, you know, Ronald Reagan is right. We need less government. Get out of the way and let the people do this stuff because we know, right? We know. You know what's best for Bryce. So I know day, what's best yeah. for Noah. Get out of the way, people, right? Yeah. I always joke with people that, you know, feel sorry for Bryce and everything and this and that. I'm like, take him home for a couple of weeks and bring him back. See how, how sorry you feel for him or how much you feel sorry for him, how much he needs some headphones. Like, yeah. Go try it out for a couple of weeks. Let's see what you think when you when you come back. I promise you. Yeah, my my able account actually is in Tennessee, Amanda, because oh, nice. at the time when we moved to Arizona, they still didn't have one in Arizona. Now they do. So it's a good thing to too. She said, uh, <laughs> "State gets a portion of the savings for that whatever they got that disabled." Yeah, in case in case they become a ward of the state. Yeah. Yeah. Got to have I'm a reading it. To, my kid's phone's kind of small, so I got to come in here and come in here. To, <laughs> Fine. So try leaving it for a minute. I should have. You know what I should have done? I should have logged on on the big. I'm. I'm in the mm -hmm. office. I got the MacBook in front of me. <laughs> with, or the, no, the iMac. Yeah. Where right with the screen like. That's what I'm on. That's what we're on. Yeah, that's what I that's got. That's what I, I should it. do. Damn, I should. I probably wouldn't have had any audio problems had I done that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, talking about you know. Y'all know a lot about this stuff i have no clue I, you know i'm one of those that would probably have the good intentions but i really don't know you know but me personally that's why i don't say to say with bryson oh give him some headphones or or noah oh i don't know how to do anything for him but give him a coloring book let him just do stuff by himself i'm not going to do that but i know to say teacher wise and stuff there's a lot of them out there that, that do that. They don't want to take the time to learn how to really deal with them and stuff. And so they just try to take the easiest route with them. That's why we've had friends um, think we were asshole parents and stuff before how we do Bryson. It's like, not being an asshole to him. I'm going to raise him to be something. I'm not going to let him be babies. And I know what he's capable of. Move out of my way and let me, you know, let him live yeah. up to his full capability. Like, get the hell out of the way. Right. So. Yeah. Might look like it's asshole. Not and it's not that. hard. Like people are afraid to ask, though. I, mean, I think that's. I think you're right. You're definitely yeah. right. You nailed it. Because because I think you know everybody's afraid of that. Oh my gosh, this is. Is this a is this a disabled person? Is there a? Are you going to sue me for discrimination? Is there? A, <laughs> you know, like it's sad. No, really, just ask. Yeah. Just ask. We'll the tell you all. About goes, it. We love talking about it. <laughs> he goes potty. He he pees and poops just like the rest of us and puts his trousers on one leg at a time. Damn it! Right, a normal kid. Like what the you know? Just ask. It's not. There's nothing taboo about it. It is what it is. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's a genetic piece on the Down syndrome. You know, it, like 
just ask. It's just there's, there's nothing wrong with asking. Right. I think um, the the worst, Andy. Correct me if I'm wrong, and and Amanda, if you're listening, the worst is when people, you know, if you if you have the conversation or you say, "Hey, I have a son that has autism, Down syndrome, cerebral palsy, uh, spina bifida, whatever, whatever." Right? They're like, the worst is when people go, "Oh, I'm so sorry." Yeah, it's like, what are you sorry for? What? Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, man, sorry is the wrong somebody... words. Now get out. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, man, you're not the people somebody... I want to talk to. She said somebody told her Bryson didn't look autistic. Because <laughs> like, uh, yeah. he styled, she said, because he wouldn't be a smartest, like, because he styled his hair different this morning. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she didn't right. give him the autism autism style for the morning the autism haircut yeah <laughs> really i think it would help me i was introduced to it when i was young too my preacher at the church when i was a little bitty his daughter had a down syndrome and she was you know real big in the church and stuff and i hung out with her a lot she was quite a bit older but you know she was did the sunday school and stuff so i was introduced to it at an early age and got me real you know a little familiar with it like i said i was early age but i was introduced to it really early and i think that helped out a lot yeah. Yeah. It just, you know, it, it's, you know, life is, we, we're so, society's so, I don't even know the words. I don't have the words. Society is so. Society sick. sucks. Yeah. <laughs> society sucks. I went to see Chris Rock the other night. This is a true story. I went so, but... Monday night. Monday night, I saw Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle together. Oh, really? My gosh. <laughs> that had to be awesome. Did Dave Chappelle make fun of Chris Rock for getting slapped? They both made fun of each other. So (laughs) here was Chris Chris Rock's deal. And and his bottom line funnel was, you know, society is all about this immediate gratification. And, you know, three of us could go to dinner tonight, right, and have have dinner and not talk to each other and just be buried in our phones or whatever, right? You see people doing it all the time. Yeah. And we wouldn't have a we wouldn't have an articulate conversation or, or discussion or have any kind of you know agree to disagree or any of that shit. But as soon as we were done, we'd go and you know put it out all out there. Hey, look, I had tacos. Give me some likes, right? It's all about that wanting that that yeah. attention, right? Right. And yep. and that's where society's gotten to. So this is all part of his comedy shtick that he did. And he said, you know, there's three kinds of people: this kind, that kind. And he goes, and then there's the victims. <laughs> and so then he started playing the victim card a little bit and he goes listen i was up on stage and i got slapped by you know will smith and he's twice my size <laughs> he goes i haven't said a damn word about it everybody else has however i got up and went to work the next day i didn't play the victim i just moved on and did it right so much like i said earlier hey we just handle it we go and do i don't complain let's go let's handle yeah. it right Right, and, yeah. and and you know, and and he was a hundred percent right. And so, as the as the comedy night went on, you know, he was all about the, the you know the the getting slapped thing, right? And then Chappelle comes out and finishes the show, and I'm going to say to you this: uh, his his performance was not the greatest, but he did say, you know, there's Chris Rock up there bitching about getting slapped. He goes, I got tackled on stage did you see that and he did right he got tackled i seen the video yeah in, in los angeles right at hollywood bowl he got tackled by a guy with a gun that rushed him on stage right and i'll tell you what he chappelle took the shot pretty good because he's a, actually a pretty big guy right and yeah. um and, and anyway so you know so then he starts making fun of chris rock he's like 
you only got slapped. I got tackled by a guy with a gun, you know, so, <laughs> you know making that comparison. And, and obviously they, they're running this tour together and get along and, and play off of each other that way. Right. But, you know, like oh, yeah. Chris Rock's right. We got to stop, stop with this, stop with this immediate gratification and attention. And um, um, I'm the, you know, I'm the victim kind of mentality. Right. America needs to rebound and get above that and beyond that because we're greater than that, right? That's that's what this country was about, right? And, and I'm sad to say, just, I think it's only it, going to get worse. It was a fun night, you know, but it was, yeah. it was a deal. Yeah, I feel like there's going to be more and more victims in this world. They're being raised right now and stuff. And I don't see it getting any better anytime soon. Yeah. So. Oh, Dad, Daddy, I need five grand to go to Europe. Uh-huh, yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> She's not watching. So. No, that's like not, I said, my child is a good a victim, kid. And, yeah. No, not at all. My child's a good kid. And, you know, I want to reward her for what she's done. She works hard. She brings home good grades. If they drop, yeah. she makes the white figures out a way to fix them. So, yeah, yeah you got to reward that. That's an opportunity, opportunity that, is what that is. Yeah. Yeah. And if she's an asshole, I'd be like, no, nah, I'm sorry about your luck. Yeah. Like, I guess you better start working. <laughs> I paid I, Michael, my oldest son, who's now. I saw Amanda. Like, yeah, she didn't even ask. So. <laughs> yeah, she technically didn't ask. Yeah. So like Michael, Michael played um, his his uh, high school band. Was it high school? Yeah, I think high school at that age. Uh, played for the Queen's Jubilee in London, uh, his marching band, and so he had oh, the wow. opportunity to travel. And I, I of course, I immediately uh, forked out for yeah. that. I said, absolutely, that's a a no brainer. These kids have an opportunity to go and travel and and uh, do something productive and learn and experience a different culture. So I, you know, I threw Michael on a plane with his, uh, his mother, who's not my wife, but that's a different issue. But like, you know, we immediately, I'm like, absolutely, whatever, you know, whatever you need, it's, it's handled. So when you got to experience that, it's the whole Europe thing and everything. So. And, and yeah, and I had been there and done that already. Right. So then, you know, I sent my kids some, sent them some pounds in the mail. I said, here, you'll be ahead of the curve. You'll have English money when you get there. <laughs> you know, for whatever you guys do as a band, as a group, and excursion-wise, and that's awesome. And and he had, he had been there anyway. He had been there with me previously, and and um, he's my my kids very. All my kids are very fortunate, right? And of course, my my mother-in-law still lives in Spain, so we go uh, apart from COVID shut down here. We've gone every year, and that's our family that's awesome. vacation there. And so the kids are, you know, my kids are pretty culturally exposed and diverse, and. And again, I think that that will only lend, you know, them to be, you know, successful uh, uh, human beings in the world. Right. You know, like right. here, you, yeah. you've got this experience and knowledge. Go and do it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. If you've, got the, if you've got the opportunity to do it, you might as well, because you may not ever get to do it yeah. again. So. Well, listen, guys, we got one more hour to go. What else do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> Brandon's over there like, i got to still work out. I do Brandon's over there doing one of these guys. Here's the signal, like, come on, we got to cut Dave off. No, I have my eye was just a second ago. I'm rubbing my eye. That's the signal, yeah. Ace is the one who was up here, like, with the nose up my rear end, like, come on. <laughs> now he's laid back down. Nice. <laughs> Well, we got off to a late start, so we had to make up for it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sorry, I apologize. I hope it wasn't. No, not at all. I, like no, no, I said, no. I think that was a look. Mike said, "Cut you off." <laughs> he was bragging <laughs> on you a minute ago, Mike, and here you are. <laughs> if, are if we running into the, his? Yeah. Are we laughing anyway, over somebody gonna... else's podcast now? I don't think yeah. so. 
Or, I don't, I don't know. know. Well, I don't know. Right. Are we, are we... Obviously, Mike's not on because he wouldn't be here watching. <laughs> yeah, I think Mike was on last week, so I okay. think he's every other week. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Dean doesn't have anything going, does he? No, he's in Mexico, I think, or just There's got no, back. No dents and dreams or whatever he does. No, dents and uh, dreams. You betcha. You betcha. Hey, but we do, uh, night, so. We are still doing a radio row at MTE. Um, hopefully, uh, maybe not this year, but next year, I mean, following MTE 24, um, they may have uh, equipment and everything already set up for us. That's going to be pretty cool. Right. So all we got, all we have to do is just go push a live button and whatever podcast, and yeah, you know, ain't got to bring all your equipment like we do. Yeah. Mike said he's live and five automatically. Just said her, yeah, she's on. Yeah, Mary, we'll talk over you. That's all right. That's Mike. That ain't Mary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mike is. Oh, sorry. I thought it said Mary. Sorry. We got to get off now. I can't. I can't read that small. Like that print's like this freaking big on the phone. Well, just future references because we're gonna have to get you on for a part two sometime because I feel like there's still yeah. so much to talk about. So yeah. well, there's look, I, I haven't been able to say anything just because I'm listening to the y'all because I, I'm just interested in it. So well, that's, that's why I've just hearts. been quiet. Yeah, the, the special needs is obviously near and dear yeah. to both our hearts. So yeah, got a lot now, of talk. You see Amanda too, like she's wrote books for every comment that she's had. <laughs> I know that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, she's. Very passionate about it, and I like to—I'd like to see her be an advocate for other families and stuff. But she has been; she's reached out to people on Facebook asking questions and stuff, and trying to help them guide them in the right direction and stuff. I love to see it. So, yeah, yeah. And I get now, next time a lot, you... like, what do we do? You know, what's, right. what's our first step? What's the first thing to do? And even there's a there's a friend of of um, uh, Chris and Jennifer White. You know, Chris from Geeko, uh, mm-hmm. and and uh, you know their dear friend has a grandchild now with Down syndrome and. Uh, and I saw her in uh, Las Vegas at SEMA, and uh, she said, "What do we do?" Yeah, you know what? <laughs> we need that playbook, right? And right. so, you know, I said, "The first, the first thing you do, contact the Down Syndrome Network in your area, and let them help you and guide you with what's available close to you." And um, you know, Down Syndrome Diagnosis Network's an amazing. Uh, uh, a tool for everybody in that that end of it, right? And you just you jump in and do, right? So you know you get asked those questions, right? And you just you so, you, you make it happen. So Brandon, I got an idea. Next week we want to take off. We'll just let Amanda and Dave have the show, and we'll let them roll it. They can sit there all day and oh, talk. Shit. <laughs> no, Amanda, I'll put, <laughs> I'll put Beth on. <laughs> there you go. That'd that be would awesome. be, yeah, yeah. I'll gladly give up the stream yard for a Wednesday night to let y'all have at it and Beth and everything. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> love you, bro. I love Mike. Yeah. Mike's awesome. If you want to learn how to tell somebody to you have burn in the car and burn in them, yeah, I'll, I'll talk all night about that. <laughs> no, 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 no. But yes, that's my no, life. I... about me. And I just, I, I get up, I go and do it and, 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 and love it. And I wouldn't change it for the world because it's my life and, that's that's why I'm here. I love it. And if anybody wants to know more about uh, Dave's like business, you know, work through his years with the business and everything, that PDR Tool Time podcast is probably one of my favorites with you on it. Like I said, it motivated me, gave me a kick in my ass, and I love the shit out of it. Thank you. I, well, yeah, I love it. I love sharing the knowledge and, uh, and info. Oh yeah. And you've got you've got the the that one and then I think Randy Hobson said, look back on PDR interviews, and I think 
54 and 55 episodes there or interview that Randy did with you. So yeah, yeah that was a good time. You can look at that one too. So if you, there's a lot, there's a lot of information out there, but you know, you've got a lot of information about PDR side and um, you know, but that's not exactly what we're. Who's about. who's we the love. Facebook you? Who's the Facebook user that says the small onion family's the best? That's got to be somebody out of the UK. Really? Is that like a saying over there or something? Well, <laughs> because uh, the the name Shalot, as we pronounce uh, it here, Shalot, Shalot is how they would call it in the father country. Um, uh, Shalot is is what the English call what we would call a shallot. You know, right. so it's I the small you. onion, right? And so, anyway, <laughs> that obviously had to have been somebody that knows my little uh, piece. Well, whoever the English side of life, whoever the Facebook user is, put your name on there. I mean, we've had several tonight. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I saw I saw a few is, pop but... up, and I you know I was trying to read as we went, but then, you know there's in a couple of minutes I was in a tangent there. I'm just like I'm not reading whatever that was. And so, yeah, uh, <laughs> I'll look. Do I do I have the opportunity? Can I look at the notes or whatever? Respond to people if it need be, or oh yeah, yeah you, you can go, go back, back and watch it and read the okay. or the comment. I think most of it was on the book of faces, right? He said it's your it's brother. Your brother. My brother, yeah. <laughs> he said, brother yeah. It's your brother Dave. Okay, so that's Kevin Andrews. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, that's okay. Kevin. I remember, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know that that's Kevin, but I I'm gonna probably know. because he he was commenting on the promo stuff, you know. Or it could be my so. brother Dave. <laughs> Larry Larry Daryl and Daryl. <laughs> my other brother Daryl. For any of you that are old enough to remember that, Madison, it's Kevin. So yeah. cool. I thought Kevin, I thought are you going to be at a MTE this year? I'd love to meet you in person. Finally, I ain't got the opportunity. You've to not met person, him. But... Nope. Oh bloody hell! Oh no. <laughs> well, there's there's <laughs> a lot that are going to be there. There's a lot that's going to be there this year. From uh, yeah, we got Ben and Martin. I can't wait awesome. to meet those guys. Like we've done several shows. You know, with them guys, and it's always yep. been a blast. Like, I'm, it's about time for another one. I'd love to do another one with them. Said, yeah, here's what, here's what we ought to do. Morning. We ought to all jump on the plane and go over there. And then do oh, a Oh, Amanda would be down. Yeah, Amanda would be down <laughs> in a heartbeat. <laughs> that, that would be awesome. So, like, Igor's, Igor's coming over for, for MTE. And then is it, so you, uh, <laughs> is his wife be... listening to this? I can't tell the story. Igor's coming over, <laughs> and then he's got a he's he's doing something special, and uh, and then and I'll see him uh, in February, I think, and then I'm going to zoom over to Frankfurt for IASRE in March. So I'm going to see Igor like three times in three months. Hell yeah! <laughs> I love Igor. I got awesome. to book my flight to Orlando. I haven't done that yet. Kevin said his door's open. Yeah, I'd love to go over there and check out a. Yeah, let's I would go. Too. 57 wind fell close. Let's go. I can drive us there from the airport. Right, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Now everybody knows his address. Uh, Sorry, Kev. All right. Ginger Bros needs a few more sponsors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Make, make this trip possible for us. Six listeners. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to need y'all to big, donate big. And one of them being my wife, so actually five listeners of donations. <laughs> well, if I can get Mandy on a plane, then we'll go. We just may have to drug her to. To get her on there, that's all right. Like VA <laughs> from the A team. Yeah, yeah. Horse <laughs> tranquilizer or something. Kevin said, "You know too much." much. <laughs> 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 all 
I don't know if Toledo is having a show tonight. We probably won't get off. Yeah, I got to go. I got to get on his show. Sorry, guys. I got to go. Oh, no. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I I do. Look, I love sitting here and listening to it and talking, but I do actually need to go. Um, Go. (laughs) Y'all can stay and talk all you want to, but. Oh, man, I'll be uh, texting me a minute. When are you coming home? You don't break a record again. And I got that. Thank you guys for having me. It was, it was a blast. I appreciate it. Absolutely, yeah, brother. I, you know, I just, really I love telling, you, you know, I, I love telling my story. I love anybody that needs information, help, whatever. I'm, I'm, my door is open. My phone's on. I'm not, I can testify to that. Secrets like just, I'm happy to, to help the industry grow and get better. Yeah, right. I can testify to it. Like I said, I didn't know you from Adam, you know, just listening to that podcast and you reached out and we, you know, had a great conversation. So I can testify firsthand, Dave, it's yeah. there for you. And and I'm really glad you guys finally got down to the S's in the alphabet and finally had me on. So <laughs> we kind of had you on at MTE. That. We had a little, we had a little sticker yeah. at MTE. Yeah, yeah, at MTE. Yeah, we had a little impromptu. <laughs> that was, that was yeah. a lot of fun. I, I think I had a beer in my hand. I think probably, I I probably did, but that was fine. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was empty. That's a whole different point. Well, you got a whiskey in your hand now, right? Well, I got a little bourbon. Yeah, you know. Okay, I, yeah. There you go. Well, we well, appreciate you coming on, Dave. Yeah, thank you, brother. I, I've enjoyed it. I knew I would. Thanks, I, was, I was looking forward to this this one. So yeah, yeah, I enjoyed listening. Have a great evening, it. and and uh, if I can do anybody anything for anybody, let me know. Do anybody? <laughs> I can do anybody. I mean, uh. <laughs> Well, guys, and then all our listeners, thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks for all the comments. It's been a great show. Thanks for sticking with us through all the technical difficulties. Yeah, you too, Dave. We had two shows tonight. Yeah, Dave could have said, kiss my ass, I'm going to cook. But he didn't. He stuck it through and we made it work. All right, well, I'm going to – Dave, I'm going to back us out in the the back room. Let me end this and we'll say our goodbyes. So, anyway, appreciate everybody. And we'll see you next week. Thanks again for watching another episode of Ginger Bros Dent Show. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And for all past episodes, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or Podbean. Keep pushing. Make that money. See you next week.